This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 65. In today's episode, I'm talking about the dangers of offense, the stages of offense, the warfare of offense, and the mystery of offense. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Hello, I am so, so very excited about today's topic. It is one that I believe has stolen so much time, so much energy, so much love from people's lives. And that is offense. So let me just go ahead and start with kind of explaining what offense does. And I know we know ultimately large on, you know, a larger scale what offense is, but let me just break it down a little bit. Offense is something that the enemy uses really to steal, kill and destroy your life. And if we don't understand it, if we don't recognize it, if we don't acknowledge it and become aware of offense in our lives, then we literally, our lives are being sucked away from us, from the true purpose of our lives and intention of our lives. And so I would like to start out with kind of explaining what the stages of offense are. Now, normally in normal life, (laughs) people think, and they don't even understand and recognize what stages are, but they go through four stages when they're in actuality are really six stages. So the first stage of offense is shock. Now, when someone offends you, the first reaction, emotion, response typically is shock, where you cannot believe that this person did whatever they did, okay? The second stage is anger. After shock, you literally move to a stage of anger very quickly. And then sometimes, you know, it's quicker than others depending on the offense. But nevertheless, the second stage is anger. The third stage of offense is sorrow, a very deep, wounded sorrow or sadness. The fourth stage of offense is acceptance. Now, offense can linger for a day, two days, a week, a month, years, decades, generations. That is how powerful offense can be. If you do not recognize it, you don't understand it, you don't acknowledge it and really are aware of its presence in your life. It could linger for decades 
and generations and literally transfer from you to your children, to your grandchildren, to your great grandchildren. And it's ridiculous. So first stage is shock. Second stage is anger. Third stage is sorrow. Fourth stage is offense. Now I want you, as you listen to this podcast, I want you to think of an offense in your life. So you can really go with me through this, through these stages. And I want you to remember the first time the offense happened, you know, your best friend, friend betrayed you, your husband cheated on you, your, um, your teacher lied on you or whatever it is, there is offense. And they're really, they're small offenses and they're huge offenses, but offense is offense. It doesn't matter if it's a small or large, the effects can be the same. So once you go through these stages, there are many, many things that can trigger you to bounce back and forth into each stage. So you can literally bounce from shock to anger to sadness or sorrow to acceptance, back to anger, then to shock, then to sadness, anger, shock, anger, shock, sadness, 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 then um, acceptance, anger. And literally, you can bounce back and forth in these stages numerous times in one day, in five minutes even. You can bounce back and forth through the gamut of emotions that offense can take you through. Now, there's only... The fifth stage that is designed to literally catapult you out of this vicious cycle of offense that is the hardest. That's why so many times people stay in the cycle of offense and they stay there, stay there for such long periods of time because they really don't even know how to get out of it. And there are times when you even yourself may know there's somebody who's offended you and so much time has gone by, you forgot what they did but you're still offended, right? You're still in anger or you're still in sadness or whatever it is, but you can't even remember the details of the offense, right? So the fifth stage in this cycle to literally get you out of this cycle of offense is forgiveness. That is the only thing that is going to get you out of the vicious cycle of offense, is forgiveness. Now, let me just park here on this stage for a minute because I want to really bring some clarity and understanding to forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a feeling. You are not going to feel like forgiving someone who's offended you. You're not going to feel like it. You know, I um, was uh, really, it was a privilege to be in Real Simple Magazine and it was I was talking about offense. And um, Catherine Schwarzenegger actually just wrote a, a an amazing book that's coming out in the spring about forgiveness. And I was actually um, featured in one of her story in one of the chapters, but it was um, the power of forgiveness and the understanding of forgiving someone who offended you. You have to know that it it you will never feel like forgiving. It is a decision. You have to decide to forgive. It's And so I want you to imagine going to a friend's birthday party with this beautiful package. It's, it's, it's wrapped beautifully with this bow and gorgeous paper, you know, you know, all th- those kind of presents that we all are like, oh, wow, it's beautiful. We see in department stores and we're like amazing, right? And so this package, you have this birthday present that you are bringing to your friend 
And when you get to them, you see them, they're super excited to see you. They hug you and you give them this amazing gift. Yet they're like, oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you so much. And they go to take this gift from you, but you never let it go. That the gift is forgiveness. You have to be able to let it go. You have to be able to release your hands off of the offense and give the gift of forgiveness. Now, what comes with the gift of forgiveness is there's no there's no expectations around it. So when you give this gift to your best friend at their birthday, you know, there's no expectation. It's because it's your heart to really give them this gift. It is your heart to really give forgiveness. Now, lots of times we try to fool ourselves. We try to trick ourselves in thinking that we've forgiven someone, but we really still haven't because we are constantly going back and forth through all these stages of offense. So if whether it's shock, anger, sorrow, acceptance, and we go, we're continuing. We said we forgave. Oh, yeah, I forgive you. But we're still, our mind is still ruminating. Our thoughts are still ruminating on the offense. You haven't forgiven. Forgiveness is a gift with no expectation attached to it, attached to it. So when you give the gift of forgiveness, you let go of the expectation that the person is going to apologize 80 million thousand trillion billion times. You give up the the expectation that they're going to respond differently or act differently or, um, you know, really meet your expectations differently. Forgiveness is a gift that you give freely with no expectations attached to it. That's why forgiveness is so difficult for most people because they are wanting to punish the person who offended them. They're wanting them to hurt the, the, the person who offended the the victim wants that person to hurt. They want them to suffer. They want them to go through agony the way they have as a result of the offense. Now, the beautiful thing about this fifth stage of forgiveness is it literally will catapult you into the sixth stage, which is healing. Now, the what we desire when we are offended is for our heart to be healed, right? But the only pathway to get from offense to healing is forgiveness. And again, we if you can really grasp this concept and understand that forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a choice, it's a decision, and it's a decision that you have to give freely with nothing attached to it. When you can truly grasp that, then you can start practicing that. You can start doing that over and over and over again. And honestly, it becomes easier. It really becomes easier. And so recently I've had several incidences in my life where um, offense has taken place. And um, it's very interesting because after understanding the stages of offense, I and I know kind of where I am in the cycle it's a lot easier for me to recognize where I am in the cycle, but then also um, be able to communicate that effectively, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but then also forgive very quickly. The second thing I want to talk to you about when it comes to the difficulty of offense is the warfare of offense. Now, warfare is the the battle, the difficulty of offense. And because this is such a magnanimous issue in so many people's relationships, this is really critical. So offense is designed 
to distract you, to derail you, and to divide you. I'm going to say that again. The warfare of offense is designed to distract you, to derail you, and to divide you. So when offense happens, it is designed to distract you from your God's purpose and plan for your life, right? So if you're doing something and boom, somebody offends you, you're like, wow. And then all of a sudden, all you can do is think about this offense. That it is totally taking you off your game. It's totally taking you, you know, distracted you from your focus because now your focus has become this offense. So to distract you, to derail you. So now your focus is solely on this offense, then to derail you from your your mission and your purpose and your goals. Offense now has not only distracted you, but it's now also derailed you. And then to divide you. So the offense has taken place and typically you're, when you're offended, you're like, you, it's hard to speak to the person who's offended you. It's hard to, to even engage with the person that's offended you. And so I want you to imagine those of you who are listening, who are married, this is how, this is how come it's so difficult in marriage when your spouse offends you. But the weird thing about all of this, or the crazy thing about all of this is that in every single relationship, there's guaranteed offense, right? So why are we not really practicing the or putting into practice the exercises or the tools or the techniques to get through offense quickly when you're in a relationship there's guaranteed there's going to be a guaranteed offense because you are different people you have different upbringings backgrounds perspectives on life so you've got to understand that any relationship that you're in there's a potential for offense And so if you know that the warfare offense is designed to distract you, derail you and divide you, and then if you're not aware of it, then guess what? It's going to win. The offense is going to win. It's going to distract you from your focus. It's going to derail you from your purpose. And it's going to divide you from the person that may be the person that God has designed, has in your life to fulfill your purpose, to support you in your focus. And so this leads me to this mystery. Like, so when someone, one of the mysteries of offense, which I think is so bizarre, is when someone offends you. Okay, so you're the victim in this situation that I'm referring to when someone offends you, and then they try to flip it and then portray themselves as the victim. Seriously, devil, you are such a liar. So how many of you have been in a relationship where there's been offense that's taken place, right? Where somebody did something or said something to you and has offended you. And then later on, the person who offended you flipped it and tried to make you the perpetrator, so to speak, and the one who's offended them. The mystery of offense. So again, offense is designed to distract you, derail you and divide you, right? So one of the things that I've learned over the years and the many relationships that I've been in is that offense really shows people's maturity level. And that's, you know, this, the Wife Wisdom podcast is all about real talk. And so 
we've all probably experienced this, whether it's, you know, when you you've been the one who's a victim and it's taking you a while to get through to the stage of forgiveness. But the person who offended you wants to be restored so quickly that now they've really um, internalized and interpreted all that is going on that you, in your own stage as their own personal offense, and now they're offended. So offense shows people's maturity level. So when someone holds a grudge, shows their maturity level. When someone forgives, but not really, but is still wanting to punish, is still trying to manipulate the person to into doing what they want or need them to do because they haven't really forgiven, shows maturity level. When someone pulls their love away, and stops talking to you and completely shuts down. That is a sign of emotional immaturity. All of these are signs of emotional immaturity. And so I wanted to highlight them because if you are doing them or if you are practicing them in any way, are you pulling your love away when somebody has offended you or doesn't do something that you want them to do? Are you pulling your love away and shutting down and stopping and then you stop talking to them? Are you holding a grudge? And when they're like, hey, you know, are you okay? Is something wrong? Nothing. No, nothing's wrong. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Are you that person? That's a sign of emotional immaturity. Are you someone who says, oh, yeah, I forgive you. But then you don't really forgive them because in your mind, you're expecting them to act a certain way or do a certain thing because you're still angry or you're still in the stage of sorrow and you're wanting them to prove that they're sorry. It doesn't work like that. You have to forgive first. And and that's why we have to be doing the work it's so much easier to look at other people and say, oh, they need to do the work and they need to do this and he needs to grow up this way or he needs to do this and he needs to, Mm-mm. you've got to look at yourself. Forgiveness is all about self-development. And so um, I wanted you to really break, I wanted to help you break out of the habit of being emotionally immature in your relationships. And so the way to do that is this. One, you need to speak your truth. When you've been offended, you need to communicate that you're not ready to talk about it, but that you will talk about it when you're ready. And when and when it comes to marriages, husband and wife, when you either spouse has offended you, it's important that you communicate, you know what? I'm still offended. Um, I'm working through it, but I need some space or I need some time. Now you cannot have weeks and weeks of space. That's not fair. When you are in a married relationship, it's important that you communicate after 24 hours where you are in this process, because what happens is it turns into manipulation if you allow it to go for days and days and days. And it's really, it's cruel. This is a person that you love, but you've pulled your love away from them. You stop speaking to them and then they're wanting to apologize. They're wanting to be restored, but yet you are still dragging it out because you're wanting to see them punished. This is an opportunity for you to look at yourself in the mirror. What's really the heart motive? Do you real are you really committed to getting back to your happy place with this person? Are you really committed to doing the work to get to for the stage of forgiveness quickly? Or are you just wallowing in the offense and you feel powerful or you feel 
um, affirmed because of the offense. And now that you are holding this grudge or you've shut down and pulled your love, your love away, now you feel like you have the upper hand and you're really, you know, punishing the person who is really wanting to be restored. This is a sign of emotional immaturity. And it's important for you to know that. This is not a, a healthy way to respond in relationships, in your marriage at all. And so it's important to speak your truth, babe. You know what? I'm still having a hard time with what just took place. I can't talk about it right now, but I love you and we'll get through this. There needs to be some level of assurance, especially if it's um, your spouse or your friend, somebody who's offended you is somebody who is very sensitive. So um, make sure you speak your truth and speak in, speak it in love. Okay. Um, number two, you want to speak about the situation when the time has come, you've gotten a little time to kind of get through the initial sting of the offense and you now have the opportunity to talk about it. Well, when you talk about the offense and how it made you feel, I want you to focus on your feelings, not necessarily the offense. An example would be when you did this, when you spoke to me like that, it made me feel like I was, uh, I was, it made me feel horrible or it made me feel like you didn't care about me or it made me feel like, so you want to do a lot of feeling statements because again, the focus is on you, not on them. Because what happens is when you're communicating about an offense, the, the, defensiveness is very heightened. It's maybe underlying, but it's there and it can be heightened if you are constantly pointing the finger at the person who caused the offense. So um, for example, I had a situation not too long ago that where my husband spoke to me in a very harsh tone and it offended me greatly greatly. Now, if you've heard or listened to my podcast for any length of time, you know that this is a very sensitive area for me. I'm very, very tone sensitive. So my when my husband spoke to me in a way that was um, very hurtful and offensive, it made me feel it made me feel disrespected. It made me it made me feel like unhonored. It made me feel like he did not care about me like I was the the worst person in the world, the way he talked to me. Now it might've, it was stemming out of his own, a day that he had that was, a, he was struggling that day. It was a tough day for him, but he honestly really took it out on me, but it caused such a great offense. I, we had to fight and work through and work hard to not allow it to distract, derail or divide us for a long period of time. And so I had to say, I I can't talk to you right now. I have, I'm having a hard time because, um, but I will, once I get through this, you know, I'll talk to you about it later tonight or I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. And so when we talked about it, I was able to say, when you used your tone, it made me feel disrespected. It made me feel like you didn't love me. And it made me feel, um, it made me feel like, I was not important to you because you know how hard or, or how sensitive I am to tone. And it just, there did seem to be no care. 
about your tone. And so he was able to receive it because I used a lot of feeling statements as opposed to if I had said, when you did this, when you said this, when you said it like this, when you had, when you had the nerve and the audacity to use that tone, it's very, it causes or it creates an environment that can almost guarantee a trigger of defense. So when you are talking about offense, it's important to really fight to stay focused on your feelings. That is really, really important. Um, and sometimes it may be important for you to recruit a mediator if need be. Now, one thing that I believe in wholeheartedly is that every single married couple needs a married a married couple to really walk alongside them to be that they can trust that they've they've cultivated a relationship of trust where they can go to this couple and share the the innermost workings of their relationship and know that this this couple is committed to helping them fight to stay married they're not you know the um they're not the what do you call that where they have the the cheerleaders in the background just to say yes, because they, oh, the amen corner. These aren't amen corner people. This is not the team for an amen corner. This is the team who's, this is a a couple who is going to tell you the truth in love. They're going to pray with you. They're going to fight with you. They're going to war with you when um, marriage gets really tough. And so, but you have to cultivate that relationship. You've got to create and cultivate trust with this couple. And so that you can go to them about things like this. So recruit a mediator if you, if need be to help you get through certain offenses, because you're going to have numerous offenses in your relationships, especially in your marriage, the closest people to you kind of almost guaranteed. (laughs) And then lastly, don't give your power to the enemy in your relationships. Offense is the enemy. 100% all the time, whether you're married or not, whether it's your siblings, your parents, your kids, your, your coworkers, um, your business partners, whatever it is, offense is always the face of the enemy, always 100%. So it's important for you to recognize the, recognize when offense is taking place, recognize that, "Mm, who I just was offended. And so, okay, what is the enemy trying to distract me from? What is he trying to derail me from? What is he trying to divide me from? And oftentimes it comes when you are pushing through, when you are really close to breakthrough, when you are um, really focused. When you're focused, offense is coming. When you are on purpose, offense is coming. When you are close and you've just got this, um, you're just in that sweet spot in your marriage, guess what? Infants may be knocking at the door because it's designed to steal, kill and destroy your life. So you've got to be on alert. You've got to be aware and that you are doing things to guard your your mind, your your eyes, your ears and your heart from offense. And the most perfect way to guard your eyes, your ears, your mind and your heart from offense is to truly understand how to practice forgiveness. I'm telling you, this is, if you can grasp this, your relationships will change forever because forgiveness is something that I have had to learn, I've had to practice, but my relationships are very rich as a result of my practice to forgive. And one of the things that 
you know, you've heard, I'm sure, is that forgiveness really isn't for the other person. Forgiveness really is for you. And it's so true because when you're offended by someone and your mind is overwhelmed and it's over focused on the offense, it is and it the result and the response and the reaction of your mind being overly focused on the offense, there's a heaviness that sits in your heart, in your stomach. There's a heaviness and a and an anger that's rising up on the inside of you and a and a sorrow that is in the pit of your chest, right? So when you forgive the person who's offended you, guess what? You no longer spend time on those things. Your mind is no longer just saturated with the offense. So the so the weight in your chest lifts, the the heaviness on your heart lifts, the pit in your stomach goes away because you've forgiven this person and you've let the let it go. You've let the offense go. It's a beautiful practice and I just encourage you to continue to practice it over and over and over and over again until you really get good at it. And so when you recognize the importance of your relationship, it's critical for you to really humble yourself, to be humble, to be courageous, and to be mature. So when you are in a relationship where somebody's offended you, be humble, be courageous and mature, and go to the person and get it right. Go to the person and get it right. Say that you're sorry and really position yourself to just listen and learn from the offense. Learn what it was that you did that hurt your wife. Learn from what it is that you did that hurt your husband so that you don't ever do it again or try not to do it again, right? Some things we do innately, yes. And because again, we're growing and we're maturing. All of us have room to grow and mature emotionally and grow and mature spiritually. We all have room to do that. And so it's important to just be intentional, be deliberate and really practice, be disciplined in in going to the person that you love who may have offended you and speak to them in love, tell them your truth and watch how your relationships shift. They will shift to a place of healthy. If they're not healthy now, they even become healthier. They even become stronger because one, you value them and the person knows that you value them because you've spoken to them in love and in truth and you've gone to them and you've gotten it right. So they know that it's important because if it wasn't important, guess what? You stay offended and you move about your way. You cut them off and you keep moving. That's a sign of emotional immaturity. When you cut somebody off because they've offended you and then you move on, you don't talk to them, you don't speak to them, you block their number and you keep moving. And sometimes guess what? The people who've offended you don't even know they've offended you. They don't even know. So you're carrying on this weight and this bitterness and this anger and you're stuck in the state, the four stages and then they don't even know. I remember seeing somebody I hadn't seen in a while and I was like, hey, how are you? Oh my gosh, you should have seen their face. She was so appalled, one, that I was there, but she was so angry and she was just like, oh, hello, hello, hello. And I was like, wow, I didn't, I don't even know what I did to offend her. I have no idea, but she's carrying around this 
the heaviness and the burden of unforgiveness and offense. And it's, it's going to destroy her, not me, because even when I, I did, couldn't even have the opportunity to say, you know, have I offended you? Because she ran out so fast to get away, but I have no idea what I did. None. So offense can be, it can be so many different things, but forgiveness is the key. If somebody's offended you, be mature enough to talk to them about it, to let them know what they did so they can be aware of it, so they can apologize, but so that you can get your relationship back on track. It is so, so important. So I hope that you can hear my passion in my voice in my energy and my desire for you to really stop giving your power away to offense it is destroying your relationships it is destroying your life please 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 learn how to forgive and how to forgive fast and genuinely forgive continue to keep practicing continuing continue to be aware of the offenses in your life and take your power back. Love you. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.